Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lipstick Attitude for another episode with me, Dr. Elizabeth King, and... And me, Yvonne Haas. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. We're so excited that we are moving along, doing our uh, wonderful podcasting after all these years. Yvonne, we're finally doing this. (laughs) I can't even believe it. Every time we... We get on the mic, we go, really? Is this really happening? Is this really happening? Exactly. And for the first time, we're wearing the same color. We're both in red. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Not that everybody's going to get to see that. because You can on our YouTube channel. On the YouTube and on Facebook. We're probably going to be putting this on our Lipstick Attitude Facebook page as well. And you'll get to see what color it is. And we're not going to tell you. We're going to let you be surprised. (laughs) Exactly. But I just want everyone to know this is one of two shirts I own in this color, which just kills my partner over there. And and just so you all know, it's the color that I love so much. So uh, there it goes. I gave it away. It's probably what my whole closet is. Um, I I think I have uh, one quarter of everything else and three quarters of this color. Of this color. Yeah which is, what, what do you think it is? I'm not going to tell you. I think you should all be surprised. What if it would be blue? Like if they all jump on to see what color it is, because they, they're so sure it's going to be red, and it's not going to be red this time. It's going to be blue or some unknown color. Hot pink. Hot pink or something like that. Or we anyway. could be like my daughter. Her favorite color is glitter. I'm That's like, my favorite color. That's not like, fair. Dude, what color is that? And she goes, it's all the colors. Well, I love that. I love, you know what? My favorite color is red glitter. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. I'll, anyway, be, I'll be we, sure to have glitter at your house the next time your grandkids come over. Oh, uh, no. Let's do that at your house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> red glitter at your house outside, please outside please well we should uh, get on to our topic because today we're going to be sharing on how to create a movement and we thought we'd do it in a fun way not just give you the tips and hacks on how to do it we're going to actually share with you our experience on creating a movement because that's what we did eight years ago eight years ago which is let's get started with What's new and great in your world, Yvonne? What's new and great in my world is today, after all of this, with all the recording and everything, with the help of our uh, behind the scenes media dude, at least one of them, uh, we got 
the first episode of the Lipstick Attitude podcast up on Spotify and iTunes. That's exciting. Oh my God. For those of you who don't know us, I have zero knowledge about how to do that. Zero understanding of it. And actually, and I rely on Mark to tell me like everything that I was doing. And I actually figured out the last missing part. What? I was like, what? You are, how did, you're a closet genius. I'm a technology. closet genius on technology. That's right. Yes. So, exactly. you, you know, it's not even fair because you know very well that every time we do a show, you're the one that gets Facebook first. You're the one that gets everything first. And then you keep saying that you're not good at technology, but look at you. You're just a, you're just a closet genius. That's all. I'm a wizard. You're a wizard. So a that's wizard. exciting. <laughs> wizard. It is exciting. So it's waiting to be approved. And as soon as it is, you'll know about it because it will be up on those channels. And of course we'll be marketing it everywhere. So it'll be up on our website too. This is so long, you know, waiting for this moment. So super excited to launch our podcast, The Lipstick Attitude. And of course you could always go to Facebook uh, and, and we have a page there and we have the old ones, but it's not technically a podcast, it's a Facebook Live. Um, mm -hmm. So we decided to take this show on the road to podcasting. So super excited about that. And yep. you want to ask me? What's new and great in your world? What's new and great in my world? I was waiting for that moment. You, I've been like, you know, fidgeting. I'm like those kids, uh, you know, when, when and they do the pee-pee dance, the pee -pee dance. I'm, I'm doing the pee-pee dance. I've been dying to say what's new and great in my world. I could hardly stand it. What's new and great in my world is that today, today we are celebrating our anniversary, eight years of the, of our movement being created in uh, 2012, we decided to do uh, a conference and you're going to hear a little bit more about it. And eight years later, we are rocking it. And today is our anniversary. So happy birthday to FSL. Happy birthday, sassy community. Happy birthday to all of you that have made this mission, this movement possible, because without you, we could not do it. And uh, we're going to talk a, a lot about what it takes to create a movement, how we did it, what are the trials and tribulations, and how to keep going. Um, but today, happy birthday to Stilettos and Lipstick community. We are so grateful to all of you for walking this journey with us. And we'll continue to do great things on, in the community because of all of you. So thanks again. Isn't that crazy? We've been here for eight years and every time we do something, I feel like we're just starting. Not like just starting in the sense of like how to figure it all out, but just starting like, cause there's so much that we want to do that it's like, there's just more and more. And I'm like, oh, we've only really begun. Like we have so much more we can do. Yeah. It's so interesting because, you know, I, I sent out an email blast with all of our accomplishments. Well, highlights of our accomplishments because honestly it, it would have taken i don't know double the, the amount of uh pages that uh, that i used and someone emailed me back and said i'm so excited to have joined this movement all the things you've done and have created and i am so excited i said the best is yet to come 
because I feel like we are just on a roll right now. We're just moving in, in such a momentum with such excitement, even through this whole pandemic, we have not stopped. We have not missed a beat. We have re, uh, re, uh, energized ourselves, reinvented ourselves in, in, in a certain way because we're all having to do this virtually. Um, mm -hmm. but there's so much more to do. And, uh, you know, I get so excited. I get goosebumps every time I think about what we're planning and what's yet to come. So sure. stay tuned folks, stay tuned. So do you want to get on to our topic, Yvonne? Yeah, let's definitely get on to our topic because this, I think, is one of those areas that so many people have asked us about. Um, like, how did we meet? How did we get started? What was the, the thought behind suit stilettos and lipstick? And how have you managed to carry it this far? And just to put it out there, you know, point blank, we've done it this far without a crossword between us. I don't think, I think anybody is, believes that, though. I don't think they do either. No, but we've I, never had an argument. No, I, and right? I, I'm not sure exactly if it would have worked the same way with anybody else but with you. And and this is, I'm not saying that because you're here on the air with me. I really <laughs> believe that. In the next true. season with her new co-host. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't well, like that's it. never going to happen because you'll kill me. <laughs> Exactly. And the co-host. <laughs> Pretty much. Remember, I, I left for a minute and you took over the show, so... That's a minute. A minute? <laughs> yeah. A year. A year. <laughs> it is now the Yvonne Haas show. <laughs> Yvonne Haas show. <laughs> Don't make it sound it. like you weren't able to come for the first five minutes of an episode and I kicked you out. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened, people. <laughs> Exactly what right there, babe. <laughs> and she's never been able to uh, be removed from here, so it's all good. I, I, I love uh, doing the show, don't get me wrong, with Yvonne. Um, but uh, basically what we were saying is that I really truly feel that I don't think I could do this with anyone else but you, and which is really interesting because we are opposite, completely oh, complete. opposite. You would not even believe that. I, I think people don't believe that either because we get along so well and we can communicate so well, but we really are truly opposite. In fact, I tell her all the time, I'm like, we are so opposite that she lives in a part of town where the sun rises and I live in the part of town where the sun sets. Like <laughs> we live across the city from each other. Like, and I mean, our, our but I think, our values are very much the same. Yes, giving back, uh, being, you know, service to others, I think that absolutely connects us at, at a deeper level. Um, and of course, we're psychotherapists, uh, so we can speak the same language. But, you know, I, I really do believe that it's because our, our fundamental philosophy of how to approach life really connects at, at the basic level. And mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but it works. Whatever it is, it works. So it works. you know what, uh, we're psychotherapists, we're not here to diagnose ourselves. We just know that. It you works. can submit your diagnoses on our website. Uh, yes, uh, in the website that does not go to anywhere, because yeah, we're exactly. not gonna, we're not reading your comments if they're not nice. If they're not nice, exactly. exactly. We will read all your nice comments. But um, no, we really wanted to take this opportunity to share 
our story, our journey, and also to give you the tips and, and tricks to creating your own movement, because we know that many of you out there are just, you know, waiting to get that information, wanting to know how do we do it so that you could do it too, because you have a big vision and you have a dream, and we want to help you fulfill your dream. And so we're going to be a little bit raw and we're going to tell you some of the dirt that goes behind the scenes um, because I think that's It's important. all glamorous. It's the all whole glamorous. thing is glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Before, uh, after, and during, baby. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least keep that mentality uh, and that <laughs> mindset. It'll help you through everything if you just keep uh, thinking that way. But we really want to share with you our, our journey uh, on how we got here. And, you know, I think it's a great opportunity for us. We've done a few of our episodes for the podcast, and we thought this might be the right time to actually dive in to mm -hmm. our, our story, because so many of you have asked. Um, so, Yvonne, why don't you start? Um, why don't you share with, with our listeners and our viewers, if you're watching this episode, uh, on how this whole thing began? in 2012. So the whole thing actually began with an email. So Dr. King and I had separate practices and she put out an email. We'd never met, didn't know her name. She did not know mine. And she put out an email for a psychotherapist who had an already established practice to come join her holistic center. And so I had been telling my husband so many times, I just want to be part of something bigger. And he would say, what is that? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I know I want it. And I'll know it when I see it. So we, I called him up and I said, I'm thinking of submitting an email back to this woman. And he said, go for it. So I did. And her office manager contacted me with like in minutes, we scheduled a meeting. I don't remember how long we were there, how long we talked. I don't even actually remember if we even spoke much about our practices, but it was like love at first sight we were it was instant rapport and we were just talking and laughing and sharing we could have been there all day i have no idea how long we were there and i remember at the end of the interview this woman looks at me and says i just have to hug you and i was like that's odd but okay and she goes because i'm spanish and that's what we do <laughs> and so <laughs> so i leave the office i call my husband it is and what said, we do it is, it what, is we what do. you do but now it's her excuse for a lot of things, which you'll come to know. I'm Spanish. I'm Spanish. <laughs> That's the excuse. So, but I had called my husband on the, in the parking lot and I said, I'm going to close up my individual practice and move in with this woman. And he's like, wow, that must've been a great interview. Why? And I said, well, cause she hugged me. He said, well, what'd she hug you for? I said, I don't know. Cause she's Spanish and that's what they do. He goes, oh, okay, honey. Like, like uh, that made a whole bunch of sense. He, pro he probably said, oh, gosh, my wife has lost it. Yeah, now my wife needs therapy. Like yeah. something's going on here for sure. But, you know, so that was how we first met. And that's how we first came into each other's company. You know, and I think I moved my practice in what, in December? Then, something like, like officially, mm -hmm. something like that? Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't Everything even December. Well, it was no, we met in December. We, we met in December. I think you actually moved over like around March, uh, oh, that's February, right. March, because you still needed to go through the process of closing down and moving yeah. people over. So 
I think it, it actually officially started somewhere February, March. So here she comes starting her practice in, in a new location in, in, my, in my office. And we are just moving along uh, in our merry way until I ask Yvonne, Yvonne, are you seeing in your practice a lot of women now, successful women in their own right, but really feeling like they are not enough, really struggling with work-life balance, really having a lot of uh, stress-related disorders, uh, a lot of depression, a lot of panic attacks, and uh, the answer was absolutely. And really at the time, um, just to be honest, I had already uh, had been looking at conferences that were going on for women, and I just noticed that none of these conferences had any any components, any anything to talk about what women's struggles were in modern day times. For example, how to uh, have a work-life balance, how to take care of themselves. And I had asked a, a few of the uh, organizers of these conferences, would they consider teaming up with me to create a a piece of their conferences, their business conferences, for women's self-care. And every single one of them poo-pooed me and turned me down and said that that was not what their conference was meant to do. Their conference was really about business development. And I respected that, but I knew that there was so much more. So when I asked Yvonne this question, I, I was already feeling an angst. I was already feeling the impetus to create something because I knew that there was nothing out there. But I wanted to ask her because I, I thought, well, maybe it's that my practice is filled with these women. So I wanted to, you know, really find out whether she was seeing the same thing because honestly, it was like a, an epidemic of women having these struggles. And so when I asked the question, she said, absolutely, I'm seeing it as well. And so the next piece was that I asked, would you be interested in creating a workshop? Do you remember that? Because I we, do. Because we weren't creating a conference at the beginning. We were creating no. a workshop. Do you remember their workshop? I do. I do. Because I remember spending hours coming up with our fabulous name before the workshop. Yes. To draw people into the, women into the workshop. Right. Let's talk about the name because the name... You know, a lot of people ask, what is soup stilettos and lipstick about? Um, so I think we should probably share with them what, how it came about and what we were thinking, uh, because it was actually kind of funny. I, I mean, I knew that the word lipstick had to be in there because I've always been connected to the, to lipstick. You know, that, if many of you have heard my story or read my story, know that I had polio as a child and I've had 36 surgeries and my sisters used to wait for me uh, outside of this uh, operating room with my lipstick when I was a teen um, so that I would feel like I was going to be okay. That's, I asked them, please have my lipstick ready so that you would put my lipstick on even if I am under anesthesia, I don't care. When I wake up, I'm going to see myself and I'm going to know that I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And so lipstick was very important. So lipstick had to be there. 
And I think we both talked about suits because we wanted to really have professional women represented in, right. in our workshop um, because that was our target audience, professional women. And then I said, we need one more word. We need one more word. Yvonne? Stilettos, baby. Stilettos. And I said, what? Stilettos? <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they're powerful. They're, they're like this represent, representation of, of femininity. Even if you don't wear stilettos, like Dr. King says all the time, she doesn't wear stilettos, right? But I we, wear them in I, my heart. She wears them in her heart. I wear them on my... But come on, I feel like I have this like sense of just power, you know, and, and empowerment and strength and all of these different things. And for me, it also balanced out the suit, you know, so it's like we can be professional women and still embrace our femininity. And that really was key. So it is the professional woman uh, that's embracing her womanhood and that is kick-ass putting on her lipstick from war paint to go face the world. So exactly. it was such a powerful name from the get-go and I, I still love it to this day. Uh, it just makes me smile and it makes me smile because I think when people hear it, it makes them smile because yeah. it, it, it sounds very whimsical and fun, yet it has such a deep meaning behind the scenes. And I, I love that, that we were able to create that that uh, visualization for, for women. Um, so that's the way the name came about. So there we are setting up our first workshop and the workshop was going to be like a week or two weeks from that date. And what happened next, Yvonne? <laughs> it sold out. <laughs> it sold it out. was literally standing room only. And there were people, they were spilled off into the waiting room. You know, so they were in the waiting room and I think we were scheduled, it might have been like a, a two hour event or something. And I think we were there like four or five hours, like the ladies wouldn't leave. They would not leave. It turned into a networking event after the presentation mm -hmm. and, and everybody wanted more. And, and that's what I remember walking away with Yvonne, that was so energizing because these women really want more. We, we hit it. We hit the nail in the head and we knew that we had something right there. So yeah. then began our journey to <laughs> what's next. And I said, Iman, do you want to create a conference? And what did you say? My infamous response, which is yes, that would be great. But I'd like to clarify here. I thought I was starting a conference with somebody who obviously had run several of them before and knew exactly what she was doing. That was denial. Denial, yes, for sure. Because I thought she said yes, because she had done a conference before. Uh, but apparently I, we both neglected to ask each other that question. <laughs> so we were both in denial and both uh, very happy to, uh, you know, just lean on the other one for experience until we found out that neither one of us had any of it. No, we did not. I mean, we both have been presenters and of course been on, on the stage many a times, but I had never produced my own conference. And Normally I show up, they tell me when to walk on, I say what I gotta say and they tell me when to walk off. And I exactly. thought, well, it's gotta be that easy, right? Yes, until you start 
talking to the different venues and they start giving you information and asking you what do you want, like the infamous question, what AV do you need? And we both look at each other and go, we don't, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> my, my, only, my only knowledge of AV was when my teachers used to bring it in on a cart because the cart said AV cart, like coming into the classroom as a kid. Like, that's about as far as I go with AV. Well, until now, of course. Until now, of course. Well, we did not even know what AV was. And of course, we had to find the hard way. Uh, but here we were uh, creating this, this movement, which we did not even know that it was going to become a movement, a conference at the time. Uh, we don't know what AV is. We don't have any support, financial support, or any support for that matter. We hire uh, a, uh, an event coordinator because somebody referred her to us. We hired uh, a photographer and also a videographer, which, by the way, the videographer, I think, showed up, but then was never able to produce the video for us. So to this day, we don't have the video. Uh, unfortunately, she had something tragic happen in uh, her life. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So all kinds of things happen. But at least but, she showed up, unlike the event coordinator. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so here we are uh, with no event coordinator. Actually, she did show up. She didn't. She showed up. She didn't have any staff with her for this big conference. So she was by herself. <laughs> Anyways. We're going to give you some more of that uh, bloopers in a few minutes. I just want to let you know that at that moment, I knew nothing, Yvonne knew nothing, but we had a passion and a commitment to making this happen. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's what kept us going because of the mission. We knew the need was there. We knew that we could create something magical and we knew that if we could get the, the back-end stuff working, the, the production, the AV, it would be amazing. So we went for it, and what I did was I went and signed a contract with the Ritz-Carlton in uh, Fort Lauderdale, on Fort Lauderdale Beach, by the way, only because I figure if nothing else, people are going to come for that. Because nobody knew us yet, and... I didn't want to flop that badly and be, you know, you know, ridiculed for the rest of our lives. So I figure, hey, the Ritz Carlton will get these ladies there. But we had yeah. no idea how many ladies would get there. We were hoping for fifty. We were yeah, really we, hoping for fifty. We were hoping and praying, I think, and for, 50. for fifty. Yeah. And so we went through all kinds of trials and tribulations. Yvonne, you want to share some of the things that happened during <laughs> By the way, this is all happening within four months. I just want to clarify this. Yes. We made this decision somewhere in March, and the first conference was in July. We, I think, signed a contract in April. In with April. The Red. Yeah. So it was yeah. a four-month ordeal. So why don't you go ahead and hit it and share so, with these lovely so folks. One of the things that happened was my, uh, my wonderful best friend sitting over there who has a... Um, a need for theatrics. I'm totally kidding, but I tell her this all the time. I don't have time for your show, lady. Fell and tore her meniscus. So not only are we in the midst of planning this conference, but now she's on now she's on crutches. 
I mean, and trying to, and, and monitoring pain and, and all of these different, I remember sitting in the boardroom when the acupuncturist in our office was putting acupuncture on your knee for you so that we could continue planning. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, that was surgery number 36. Um, Which happened so like two days after the after conference. After the conference, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's that. <laughs> there is that. And, and then, of course, being uh, in the hospital with my niece, ended mm -hmm. up in ICU and was there for over a month uh, while pregnant with triplets. And here I am with a torn meniscus on crutches, planning a conference from ICU room. Um, it, it was crazy. Um, I think there was a whole bunch of other things going on uh, at we the were, time. We were running our full-time practices. At the time, my kids were young, and so I had little people at home. So we were sitting in our office, sometimes 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 a.m., the night before the conference, we're up at four o'clock in the morning, like still printing out table signs and all kinds of craziness. Oh wait, and I decided to write my book and create a lipstick line for oh, the yes. conference as well within that four month period. Because we so, had nothing else to do. Exactly, so I was editing my book and, because I really wanted to get it out by conference day and I was editing and working with my editor and creating a lipstick uh, line so that we could gift all the ladies a lipstick at the conference. So all of this craziness is happening. But again, what kept us going, it was our passion. And mm -hmm. we did not stop telling everyone about what we were about to do. Um, and so I, I wanna move into giving our listeners and our viewers the tips on how to create a movement because you'll see how it plays into our experience uh, yeah. and we can while we're doing the steps we can kind of put in some of our experiences so they could see it come to life for them so the first thing that we've been talking about is passion 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 know your passion know know that you need to take action know it in your heart you know you feel it in like that burning desire in your belly when that burning desire is in your belly to make something happen, then you know that you need to get up your butt, off of your butt, and get it done. And I think yeah. I think that's what was going on with us, Yvonne. We knew that we had to. We had yeah. no choice. We had no choice. And let me tell you, your passion had better be far bigger than you are because there's going to be a lot of tears. I mean, there were a lot of tears and frustrations. I mean, there were a lot of really funny moments too, and a, a lot of very tender moments. But there, there are going to be a lot of tears. Everything that is beautiful and glamorous on a stage has a back, a backstory and back scenes to it that you don't see. You know, so make your passion is bigger than you are. Yeah. For example, when we hired our events coordinator and she showed up with, you know, no one <laughs> to do a, a full event, uh, you know that you are going to be crying and you want to give up, but you can't because your passion carries you through. Right. So make sure that, that you are passionate enough. Don't even start uh, creating a movement unless you are so passionate about a cause that it will propel you to keep going forward even through the trials and tribulations. So Absolutely. be passionate. 
Step two, you need to be informed about what's out there. What are other people doing similar to you, different than you? You know, find out who your competition is, who your contributors can be. Be mm -hmm. informed about the issue, the topic, the cause. Um, don't don't stop at just at having a passion because you are going to be in front of sponsors, in front of people that are going to be attendees. Uh, you're trying to rally up the troops. Uh, you're trying to create, you know, momentum and fire up everybody else. So you need to be informed to know what's out there. Yeah, and you need to know the concerns that people are have out there in your community. What are people asking for? Pay attention to what, what they're saying, you know, because sometimes you might, might want to start something and it doesn't fit into your community, or you might want to start something and had no idea how many people would be behind. So get informed. And you want to tackle sure. number three? Number three, talk about it to everybody. Everybody who knows Dr. King and know that we are suit stilettos and lipstick end of story we tell everybody about it we invite everyone to it we invite men we invite women we talk to sponsors you have to make sure that you are telling everybody who you are a movement is no good if nobody knows about it you can't be a quiet movement on a couch it just doesn't work that way you've got to get out there and you've got to get you've got to get to everybody and talk to everybody you can. Absolutely, and guess what? If you are passionate about something, you will talk about it because right. that's your passion. It's 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 easy if you're if you're passionate. That's really the 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 task of whether you have something to go forward to create a movement. If you're not talking about about it to everybody, then maybe you need to rethink it. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not your passion. Maybe it's not what you were meant to do. So be uh, cognizant of that, that if you are passionate and want to talk to everybody, you probably have something good on your hands. Exactly. And that leads me exactly. to step four. You need to rally up the troops because without having followers and leaders alongside you, you cannot create a movement. You may have all the great ideas in the world, but if you don't have people that are following you, it's just a lonely island for you, mm -hmm. honestly. You have yeah. to get people to buy into your passion. I, I think we did that really well too, Yvonne. I don't know if you remember all the different people we talked to, but I do remember our first big sponsor that we got, our title sponsor, it mm -hmm. was over a lunch. And I remember actually sharing the, the idea of the conference before we even had a sponsorship packet. Yeah. It was actually on a napkin. It was on I a napkin. Wrote on, I wrote it on a napkin, but he was so taken aback by all of it. He was like so excited for for our mission and what we were doing that he signed on board right there and then to be part of this of this conference as our title sponsor because he saw the vision. Yeah. I painted the picture for him, and I think we did that really well because. By the end of, of the planning period, we had sponsors, we had people, we had vendors, we had people volunteering. I mean, this all done in four months. Um, mm -hmm. Again, 
Did people, some people let us down? Absolutely. Did some people Absolutely. not show up? Absolutely. But you, it's a numbers game. So the more people you rally up, the more opportunities you have to succeed. Because remember our first conference, we didn't have a board. We did not have a board, no. We just had a lot of people that were willing to help uh, mm -hmm. here and there, but we, we didn't even know we were needing a board. Why would we have yeah. a board? What's a board for? What's <laughs> a board for? We weren't it must even come with the AV. We weren't, exactly. We weren't even a company yet. Exactly. Um, go ahead with number five, Yvonne. Number five, give them something to talk about. You know, get information out there. Give people something to to discuss, give them something to know about you. You know, people who know about us know, oftentimes they tell us, oh, I found your conference because of the flags down the beach. You know, the big flags that hang on the pole that advertise different events. You have to give people something to talk about. You know, we prefer to give people something to talk about in a good way. You know, I would suggest if you've got a movement, you, you make yours without Absolutely. a scandal as well, Absolutely. right? But but you got to give people something to talk about. You, you've got to start, I think for, in a lot of our conferences and in a lot of our events, we start difficult conversations that we know people need to have. That's giving people something to talk about. You know, it's, it's taking your, your mission to another level. Absolutely. And the next step is one of my favorite, creating your legacy. I really truly believe that creating a movement is a legacy. But when you create a legacy, it's not about you. It's about others. It's about making the world a better place. That's what a true legacy is. Mm -hmm. So you have to be prepared to pass along the torch as you grow and to bring other people in uh, to be part of the mission because creating your legacy is not just for you. It's for the world, it's for society, it's for creating a better place. And you cannot do that as a lonely person. You have to do it with a team, with a group. Um, so creating your legacy is so important that you understand that concept and that are comfortable with what you're doing uh, and embracing that that uh, opportunity to be able to really truly make a difference. Mm -hmm. The next one, step seven, is actually my favorite. Learn from your mistakes and be ready to pivot because honey, you're gonna make a lot of them. I mean, we made a lot of mistakes and I remember mistakes that we made where we'd go, all right, so now what? <laughs> where do we go from here? How do we do this? What do we handle? And you're, if you don't make mistakes, you're not gonna grow. You know, and what we learned along the way is that there were a lot of mistakes that happened even on stage that the audience had no idea, you know, except when the AV stuff didn't work. That was pretty obvious to everybody. But remember that our video didn't play that day. Didn't play that day, yeah. Didn't play that day. But And, and you know what? You know, be, be okay with that because, you know, things happen. Technology happens. People happen. And be mm -hmm. honest with it. Uh, part, you know, sometimes you are honest and say, hey, this is what's happening. And other times you don't need to share it with the world. Uh, so you have to play it by ear because sometimes you know what went wrong in the, in the background, but the audience doesn't know. Just go ahead and, yeah. and shift with it. Don't panic. Uh, just take a deep breath and be ready to pivot into something else. I remember the day of our first conference, 
one of our panelists could not attend. And we had to yeah. find someone. Do you remember that? Yep. We had to find someone else at the last minute. And and we did. And nobody knew. Nobody knew the difference. And everybody was fine. Uh, of course, that person wasn't in our conference book, so we had to do a substitution. But that's okay. People know how to deal with, you know, different things. As long as you, as the organizer, as the founder of your movement, remains calm, cool, and collected, then everybody else will as well. Exactly. And then last, step number eight, be patient. You can expect setbacks, just don't give up, right? This didn't happen for us in a day. I mean, we laugh and talk about how we kicked it off in four months, but, but there was so, we, we're still growing and we're still learning and we're still adding things. You have to be patient, which is my Achilles heel in life, as my friend over there will attest to. I am not the world's most patient individual, but it will certainly teach you patience. You know? It will definitely and, teach you patience. Yeah. yeah but you no, have to be willing to not give up. Yeah, don't give up. If, again, back to step one, if you're passionate enough and you know that there's a need and you feel like this is your purpose, then there's no way in heck that you're going to give up. Continue mm -hmm. to forge forward. You know, there's different ways to do things. Don't give up because you have something great to give and you have purpose in life. Absolutely. I love that. I love that we shared our story. I hope everyone has enjoyed hearing how we started and today being our birthday, it was very appropriate. So enjoy celebrating Suscaleros and Lipstick and please, please, please get out there and fulfill your dreams and create your own movement. I think, you know, if everybody did what they, they have in their heart, what's in their mm -hmm. belly, they, they will, this world would be just such a great place. A whole different place. It would be glitter. I'm it telling be, you, it, it would, would be, be like glitter. <laughs> well, is everybody ready? Bring out the lipstick because we always end our program with putting on some lipstick because this is our war paint. We put it on to go out there and face the world. It's our lipstick attitude. And we are super women, wonder women, and kick-ass women. So right. get out there and do your thing. We'll see you in our next episode. Have a great one. Have a sassy, Have a sassy day, everyone. Bye. Bye.